Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tracking that puck through the crowd, Luke had been able to maintain this 3-0 lead, and the Sabres send the puck back deep in the Detroit end. Right out of front, scores! That time, Kyle Pozo buries it! And it's 4-0 Buffalo! Dan Dunleavy on the call. That's your game winner, Kyle Oposo. The first of three on the night for the Sabres captain. The game-winning goal is our play of the game tonight, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. As we bring you back here to downtown Buffalo on a very fun night to be in the building, I'm Brian Colsey, along with Pat Malacaro, TJ Luckman, our network producer. Paul Hamilton's on his way to the Sabres dressing room of live player reaction coming up. Pat, we didn't really know what to expect from the Sabres. They hadn't played in 10 days. They really hadn't had a full practice in over a week. Would they be rusty? Would they come out sloppy? It came out great. It got a little interesting in the third, probably for their liking. Not for their liking, but uh, overall, another nice win over Detroit. Yeah, if you just didn't know the context of tonight's game, you probably would have thought the Sabres were the team that played last night. But give them credit, the Sabres were on their heels for that majority of the third period almost all of it but they found a way Uko Pekalukinen able to just keep Detroit from clawing all the way back and then you know the Sabres get the empty netter and um, for a period that wasn't going their way it's all they needed uh, with the empty net Oposo gets the hat trick um, and, and just the Sabres after playing so well for 40 minutes this would have been disaster had they not been able to walk away with the win so they bent but they didn't break talked with Paul in the pregame how important the game was in terms of a regulation win. Mm-hmm. Could they get it done against a team that they're now just one point behind in the standings with one game less played, and they were able to figure that out. We talk about down the down the stretch of the season, Pat, point here and there. We're like, oh, just a point there. Like, those matter. So tonight you did as much as you could, two to nothing in terms of the points. And you've won in regulation in two of the three meetings this year against Detroit. So you've taken all six points to this point and and really haven't allowed Detroit to get much besides one. So, yeah, when when you're not even halfway through the season yet, but you start looking at these things and try and figure out how can I pluck points here and there. Of course, at the end of the year, you always look back and say, where do we leave points on the table? And this is a situation where the Sabres didn't allow a Detroit team to find a way to get at least a point out of it. 6-3, 6-3, Sabres of the Red Wings will be heading down to the locker room momentarily with Paul Hamilton to get live player reaction on a night where the Sabres stars maybe don't carry them. It wasn't Thompson, it wasn't Darlene. You can start with the captain who obviously had a big night with the hat trick. Yeah, nice night for him, set up nicely by his, his teammates uh, Tyson Jost on one of the goals. Zembius Gergensen's hustling uh, to get behind the net to to help create the empty net goal as well. So we, we've seen that line before. There might be some other pieces mixed in with Oposo and Gergensen's, but uh, you know they find an instant chemistry, and, and Tyson Jost, the latest of that group, and 
of course you want your captain. He leads by uh, example off the ice and again tonight uh, helping lead the way when I, I think he even he may, if, if Paul talks to him, I admit that there were times in that third period where his, his lines play uh, allowed Detroit back into the game, but they found a way in the end. That's right. And Lukanen's numbers may not percentage-wise look incredible in this game, but while the Sabres were starting to build that lead along the way when Detroit had a chance to maybe get themselves back in it, he did make some nice key saves. Yeah, we talked about after 40 minutes how he wasn't maybe overwhelmed in the first two periods but made the saves that allowed the team to build the lead. And then again, I thought in the third, uh, you know, a couple of spots where Detroit found their way back into the game, um, could situations here or there, but he was able to weather the storm enough that, that the game didn't end up being 5 nothing to 5-5 five, five and, and allow the Sabres to, to walk away with this win. All right, Kyle Oposo, the hat trick. Let's go down to the locker room live with Paul Hamilton. It was um, a special night for sure. You know, the, the atmosphere was, was incredible. And, um, you know, right from warm-ups. And, you know, the first period was we were buzzing and just felt good to, to play a game at home. And, you know, after everything that happened this weekend and, and all the lives lost, all the, um, you know, families that had to go through what they did and you know the first responders to um you know all the people with plows and snowmobiles and just to play in the city and feel like that we're part of the community and and part of we're trying to become part of the glue that that helps this community um heal and and holds this community together and um we tried to go show that on the ice tonight said this morning that guys would, would take it first did you sense that this morning that, that guys were excited to, to do what you just said yeah, hundred percent. We were we were fired up to play. We knew that there was um, there was a lot of tickets sold, and um, we were really excited to play. You know, we missed two home games after a, a really successful road trip, and you know, we knew that that game before Christmas was probably going to be uh, an atmosphere similar to tonight. And um, you know, we were able to they were able to replicate that tonight for us, and uh, it just uh, felt great to play. How did you guys want to approach entering this game? Was was it? really just to be simple I mean and what did you think about the way the group responded to that yeah I mean we just we just wanted to play and you know we were fortunate enough to to get enough ice obviously not together but um, we got enough ice where we felt like we were prepared and so it was it was almost business as usual and you know we were thinking there might be a little bit of rust but we were pretty sharp this morning and we were sharp to start the period I didn't think there was many um, you know mishandles and bobbles and things that can happen after the break uh, maybe a little fatigue in the third and we kind of sat back on our heels a little bit that might be product of not playing a game in a while but um, I thought overall we did a pretty good job tonight. Kyle is the hat trick more satisfying from the fact that all three goals were a lot of hard work by everybody on the line including yourself uh, to have that hard work pay off yeah I mean that's I've said it before it's what I'm trying to do is try and play the right way try to set an example for um, you know for playing the right way and and we're able to get rewarded tonight and nobody does a better job of that than than 28 and um, you know the way that he plays every night you know exactly what you're getting and you know Krebs he's uh, come a long way too and he's uh, he's really playing well he's found a stride He's making plays out there, but he's really working. And um, you know, kudos to him. You know, after uh, after a tough uh, tough stretch there, he's really turned it around and played well. And you know, obviously a great goal by or a great play by Cuzzy on that last one. What got you guys through the third period when they started scoring some goals? I mean, we just just tried to calm down as much as we can and, and make some plays. You know, we still we still had a comfortable lead, and obviously there's momentum swings in this league, and you're going to have to uh, figure out how to deal with that. And they started to make some plays. Obviously, they came with a push. 
they came back down from four nothing last night, so they had the belief that they could do it, and um, we just tried to settle down and, and make some plays. You've always gotten your goals in the end. Were you confident that it would turn for you sooner or later? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm just sticking with it. You know, I we have the most goals in the league, so it's um, it, it was a you know just not a question of when. It was just what could I continue to do to help the team? And obviously you want to contribute and you want to produce offense, but I wasn't putting any pressure on myself to, to try and do that with the amount of goals that we were scoring. You know, you obviously you always want to chip in, but um, it was more about just doing the right things and, you know, it's nice to get uh, rewarded. Thanks, Kyle. Kyle Oposo on the post game. Brian, back to you. Good words there from the Sabres captain. Not a surprise, Pat Malakau. Kyle, very eloquent in terms of how he always speaks, but putting in good perspective there why they were excited to play tonight yeah somebody that has garnered the respect of his teammates pretty much the entire time he's been here and uh, you can see and hear why and you know sentiments we heard from john granado pregame today and kevin adams as well so uh the sabers team embraces the role in the community and caliposo yep all right let's go down to the room with some more live reaction here's matias samuelson live with paul Thanks, Brian. Matias, uh, first of all, how did it feel out there, not practicing, not playing a game? I mean, you guys look good out there. You look fast. Um, how did it feel to be actually out there? Uh, honestly, I think most guys felt pretty good. Uh, personally, I felt pretty good. Um, you never know how it's going to be after that long of a break, but um, I think by how fast we were moving in the first series, guys were, guys were still feeling it. In the third, what got you guys through it, you know, when a couple of goals did go in against you? Yeah, I mean, every team's going to have a surge. They're not just going to sit back and let us take that 20 and let it be 5 nothing or whatever. They're going to push back, and that's what they did. And, um, you know, got a couple there, but weathered the storm, and um, everything's set on the bench. All the communication between the guys was just, you know, get back on the horse and go to work. And um, second half of the period, I think we did that and didn't have many chances after that. So did the depth show tonight? I mean, you got six goals and your top line, I think, at one point. I mean, a lot of you got a lot of secondary square from some other people. Does that just show the depth that you guys have? Yeah, I mean, I think all four of our lines can score. Um, it's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, usually it's the Tom or Tucky skinny line, but, um, you know, when they're they can't score every game. So when they're not, um, I mean, we got three lines more than capable of scoring and solid tonight. Were you able to get any skating in or anything during the break? Uh, when I was home, no. Um, skated for uh, the two days before this. Um, so get your legs back on here. A little extra special tonight to have a sellout crowd after the week of the people endured here. Yeah, I mean, it's it was definitely uh, hard last week. Um, I think it just shows how passionate they are, um, just what this city has gone through. And then for them to come out, you could tell it. It meant a little more to the fans, and I think we fed off that early, especially. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a really fun atmosphere. I think they said it was sold out, so um, that was awesome. Thanks, Matias. Matias Samuelson in the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you very much, Paul. Pat, not the last, last or first time we've heard that these guys really feed off the atmosphere in the building. It was definitely on par tonight with some of the other good ones from last year. Yeah, and you saw right off the jump that. This team was ready to play tonight. The, you, you mentioned it, the, the questions of whether or not the, they'd be sloppy. They weren't, and um, this is the, the team that the fans feed off the players and the players have fed off them for a while. So um, that hasn't changed, and uh, it's a lot of the pieces that have been here since last year that, that really helped uh, on the RJ night or, or late in the season when, when, the, when the building was full. And we know that when the team is, is 
playing with energy, the fans respond accordingly. Samuelson played 22-13 tonight. Uh, spent some of the night, we know, paired along the way with others, but in down the stretch there, he and Darlene were together. Granado knew at these key spots. The goalie pulled, hey, i got to put my top two out. Yeah, maybe tried to save some ice time earlier in the game for that. Yep. All right, a guy with two goals, Casey Middlestad, up next now live with Paul. Casey, what, it mean, what did it mean to you to come back here, get a couple of goals, see a couple of pucks go into the net for you? Yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah, it's nice, and uh, obviously to go in the first period, I think after kind of a long break, it kind of snaps you back into things. And um, It's good to get the boys going, too. I think uh, I said this to you in, in between periods, but uh, the crowd was just awesome. I think they, they really helped us get back into it. It's always hard off a long break to come and, and play right away, and uh, to have that energy tonight was, was awesome for us. It seemed like it meant a lot to them, and it seemed like it meant a lot for you guys to play in front of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I wasn't here for it, but I've heard some some crazy stories and some sad stories. So, uh, you know, I think everyone's always said that sports is a good out for everything. So uh, we wanted to come out. We wanted to play hard in front of the fans. We want to show the fans that, that we love it here and, and we want to be a part of the city. So um, I think uh, they did a good job uh, helping us out and giving it back to us tonight. I mean, they're extremely loud and extremely supportive. How did you guys get to your game so early in this one and were able to use your speed to create chances? You know, I think more than anything, we were just a little bit antsy. You have a couple games canceled, and you miss a couple games, and all of a sudden it's, it feels weird not to be playing, and um, you miss it, and I think you want to get back out. And um, I think more than that, more than anything, the boys came out flying, and um, it was really good to see, and obviously a huge win for our team. In the third, how were you, ever, how were you able to hold them off in a serious push there? Yeah, I mean, um, I actually watched their whole game last night. I think they were down 4 nothing, and they came back. So we knew they were going to come, and... They have good players too, and um, obviously they made a bit of a push there. I thought we did a great job weathering the storm, and uh, I think that's something we've got a lot better at is, is kind of holding leads and um, being able to play a bit more of a defensive style when we need to. So, um, like I said, we, we don't want to give up those those three or I think was it three, yeah, three. And um, but at the same time, after that, I thought we snapped into it and, and kind of packed it in and did a good job. Kyle's for you guys. Yeah, um, I guess I don't know. I think sometimes a break can be good for guys too. It gives you a little bit of a, a fresh mind. And um, like I said, I think the boys are just really excited to play. And obviously, just going off for warm ups to see the crowd and um, see how loud they were immediately from puck drop, I, I think that really helped us and really got us going. I mean, I, I think everyone was feeding off the energy and, and just trying to make plays. and. Um, keep the crowd coming. Your captain is the same whether you're winning, losing, or whatever. He's very consistent in his approach to everything. Is it nice to see him get rewarded with a hat trick? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, I'm sure you can go around the room and every guy will say just the greatest things about Oki and probably comes to the point where it might be a broken record, but um, it is true. I mean, he's, he's been here for me uh, personally my whole ride here. and. Um, yeah, anytime you get to see him get rewarded like that and, and have a big night, it's it's awesome. And um, to do it in front of such a good crowd, too, I, I think really shows he's our guy and, and he's our leader. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Casey Middlestead in the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, thank you very much. Sabres getting it done 6-3. to three. They've now won five games in a row. Middlestead, two goals. Oposo, three goals. Skinner, the other, as the Sabres getting it done for their fifth consecutive victory. Uh, we'll update you on the standings here coming up. 
Uh, we also have to hear Don Granado's live postgame comments. That's on the way next. Uh, at this time, though, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you here on our flagship on WGR, don't go anywhere. we got a lot to get to. We've got Don Granado's postgame comments. We've got highlights, standings update, Paul Hamilton's take. Also have Kevin Adams and his interview with the media coming up a little bit later on in postgame. So sit back and relax if you're in your car waiting in traffic right now. Keep it locked right here. A lot more coming on the postgame. Live from the press box here at KeyBank Center, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. 6-3, Sabres roll the Red Wings. We'll be back right after this from downtown Buffalo here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Front for Perron, Sabres in, give it away. Oh, big save by Lukanen. Another chance for the Red Wings, and it's fired wide by Sherrod. Save from the first period from Ukapeka Lukanen. It's our save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily as we welcome you back to KeyBank Center. Brian Colziel with you here along the Sabres radio network. We'll get you down to Don Granado and his live postgame comments in just a few moments. Get you some stats from the game now. They're brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is, or excuse me, our final stats are brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. We mentioned Lucan in 31 shots, 28 saves. He had some big ones early on while the game was maybe still in doubt. Uh, in terms of the individual statistics in this one, Rasmus Dahlin leading all players uh, in terms of ice time. 25 minutes, 17 seconds, a plus one, four shots on goal. Uh, others in terms of the shots category, Oposo had five. Skinner led the way with six, who, of course, got his 17th of the season in this one tonight. But pretty balanced scoring. And as you heard Paul ask a question about it, too, it didn't really come from the top line. I think that's what's a positive moment about tonight's game is that Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner didn't go off. Yeah, Skinner had one, but a rare night where the Sabres score six, and you don't see Tage Thompson getting a point in this one. Uh, he had two shots on goal. And was involved, I think, in a positive way, but uh, not on the score sheet. You had Oposo with three points, all coming via the goal. Powerhead, two assists. Gergensen's, I thought, a very solid game, two assists. Paterka had two assists in this one. Kreb an assist. Jost an assist. Jost had a really nice play to set up Oposo for his second goal. That made it 5 nothing. Some really good work down low behind the net. And then able to feed Kyle in front for that goal. Uh, Jost was a nice pickup. Pat and I were talking about it during the intermission. I think Kevin Adams uh, gets good marks for that pickup. Jost let go and available, and the Sabres took a chance on him, and uh, I think it's worked out nicely. He's found a nice role uh, for the Sabres right now. Uh, Jost in between Olofsson and Middlestat. And, you know, Olofsson and Middlestat we know can be hot and cold at some times, but I think over the course of the last few weeks we've seen some of the best five-on-five hockey from those two guys and I think Jost you know you got to give him some credit he's been a big part of that as well and Krebs also too now centering Oposo and Gergensen we've seen some good hockey from Krebs as of late so Don Granato may right now as of this moment maybe found kind of the the groupings that seem to be peaking uh, you don't want to break up Thompson's line or Cousins line but uh, maybe the combination that he has going right now is uh, exactly where he needs it to be 
All right, Don Granado is ready. Here we go live for his postgame thoughts. Very pleased with how fast your team came out and the, and the way they came out. It was, uh, it was awesome to see, the, 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 first of all, the energy in the building uh, was incredible. We knew that. We, uh, we spoke this morning. Um, I even talked to the coaching staff, and, and we minimized our strategy going into the game, just knowing that uh, the, the crowd was going to be as big as it was. Um, the, the passion that our guys have for being a Buffalo Sabre and being in our community. Um, and I think that was, uh, I felt beforehand that our players, I could sense that energy in them. I, I mentioned that to you guys this morning. Uh, and, and yes, it was great to see that they, they pushed through because it didn't come easy, early, or quick. It took a bit to hit a rhythm. Um, so the way they stayed with it was uh, very, very nice to see. Must have been ideal though. Kyle off the hat trick on the whole guys on a night like this. Really symbolic uh, in my, to me, I, I think it's very symbolic. This is a guy that uh, has embedded himself and his family in this community. Um, you know, what, what the community is, is, is going through, has just gone through in the last nine days that we've been off um, is significant. Um, mentioned this morning, uh, this this is life, and it, it, it's you know we were in lots of people in life and death situations, lots of families, um, you know, too many lost loved ones, and, and, and too many you know felt the pain of this this uh, storm that went through, and to have a guy like Oki that that you know loves this community, um, score three I felt was uh, was appropriate. Um, you know, it's, we, we do what we love every day to be able to play hockey, coach for me, coach hockey, uh, and to do it in a community that, that you, you, you feel that, that they support hockey and they, they support this team and want to be a part of it, and you can have that return. It's nice. So very happy for Oki and, and the rest of the guys for what they did tonight. What role did uh, Lukanen play just buying time for you guys to, to really get rewarded for, for the approach that you had? Yeah, he... he you know, we didn't give up a lot, which is sometimes harder uh, because you don't give up much and then all of a sudden there's a breakdown uh, and you haven't had much action. You haven't been able to get into a rhythm. So there was no chance for him to get into a rhythm early on uh, uh, in net. And then, again, it's, it's, those are tough games. So, so until we hit stride and actually could, could get on the score sheet, um, yeah, he, he was significant. Circa power both had two assists for middle stats, two goals. How is that power play line unit tonight? There, you know, we have a very strong power play statistically, um, and what goes under the radar is the fact that you, you can't do that mostly without quality players on your second unit. Um, and those guys have been consistent, and we needed them tonight. Uh, that that unit was key. They scored middle stats first goals right at the the end of the power play, so they were still on their, you know, exiting the penalty box didn't count as a power play goal, but um, uh, if I'm right, and, and so they, and then and then I think Middlestead's second was a power play, so so significant. Significant to have that skill and talent and those guys playing as a, as a cohesive unit is, is, uh, was certainly key tonight. Yeah, Casey Cashin, he's got to be in the right place, right Yeah, it is. We're speaking of Middlestead and, and, and being rewarded. Um, he, this is a guy that cares. I mean, he cares and he works every day. So, so 
you know, I support him the way I do because you just see see the commitment he has to resolving this, and you know the talent he has. And these are young guys, and, and to stay with it, um, you know, I'm very happy for him uh, to be rewarded. And, yes, there was there was timing and sense and feel and obviously finish um, that, that led to those. And, like I said, we, we needed that tonight. It's significant. Um, Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner, they, I, I thought their work ethic and their commitment, their, their focus was incredible. Um, you know, nine, nine days between games, I, I thought they weren't as sharp, uh, maybe. And, and Skinner scored a beautiful goal. I think it was from Cousins. He was actually on the other line. Uh, coming out of a, a penalty kill situation, I believe. But, but yeah, they, they, they worked. They did the right things. They played the right way. They didn't cheat, um, and they just weren't as sharp. Uh, so I, I credit to Tomer and, and Tuck and Skinny to, to just still play a hard game, even though they didn't get rewarded on the score sheet. And then for the other guys to step up and score was significant. So it was great to see. They, they, they work hard. With two pucks going in the net for Casey, is this something that maybe can springboard him now and maybe get him going? We definitely hope so, uh, and, and obviously you know, Paul, the guy, how guys feel when you score. I mean, it's, it's, um, th- there's, you know, there's, there's not many feelings that are that nice. And, and uh, like I said, for Casey, he he puts the hours in. He, he takes it home with him. Uh, he cares, and, and he wants to, you know, he wants to be better every day. And, and we know we have a talented guy that wants to be better every day. This is a this can be a real good shot of adrenaline for him. Thank you, everyone. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado. His live postgame comments brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services. Specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. As we bring it back up here to the press box, Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro will be uh, getting Paul Hamilton's take here in just a few moments. Six to three, Sabres beat the Detroit Red Wings. Um, we'll also uh, have a nice highlight montage of all the goals. If you went to the game tonight and want to hear it, we'll have that coming up here uh, just a little bit after Paul. Pat rejoins us, though, now. Busy night in the NHL. We're going to update the standings, but let's see what happened in the rest of the Eastern Conference games and the score here as we go around the NHL. Thanks, Brian. A lot of games ongoing, including they've begun the third period almost midway through now in Minnesota, where the Stars lead the Wild 2-1, to 13-40 to go in the third period there. Also in the third the Blackhawks trail St. Louis 2-1 to one, as the Blues get a goal in the second period to open up a one-goal advantage. The Jets score three times in the second period. Mark Scheifele, a pair of those goals. Sam Gagne playing in his 1,000th NHL game. Now a member of the Jets as well as they lead the Canucks 3-1. to one. Also, the Maple Leafs are in Arizona tonight. Scored twice in the first period. Kelly Yarncroke in with one of the two goals for the Leafs in that contest. They lead Arizona 2-1. to one. 13 minutes to go in the second period. Also, midway through the second in Colorado, where the Avalanche and Kings are tied one apiece. JT Comfer's sixth of the year for the Avs in that game. One is yet to start as San Jose will host the Flyers, Philadelphia, trying to inch closer to 500 on the season. Down in Florida tonight, it was all Panthers. Alexander Barkov with a hat trick, Matthew Kachuk a pair. Panthers 7, Canadians 2. Also the Lightning in a shootout to defeat the Rangers 2-1. Earlier today, Alexi Lafreniere was uh, made a scratch for the game and did not play former top overall pick in the 2020 draft. Senators use overtime to defeat the Capitals 4-3, and the Islanders score a 2-1 win over Columbus. Thursday night football, Brian, is in late stages of the third quarter. 
Ezekiel Elliott, one touchdown on the ground. Dak Prescott, one through the air. Cowboys with a 17-6 lead over the Titans. Tennessee with the football, but their points coming in the second quarter, and they have been held to not much offense uh, without the services of Ryan Tannehill and um, without Derrick Henry either. Titans might lose out the season and lose their playoff spot, which looked like it was going to be an automatic thing. That Mike Vrabel, they were, what, 7-3, and three, talking about coach of the year? Yeah. Next, Jacksonville beats them next week. They're out. Yeah, next week is the AF, AFC South uh, Division Championship game. So it'll be uh, this this game that it matters, but in the end, it'll be the Jaguar game next week. So uh, interesting to see how things shake out. And, of course, we know a big one Monday night uh, for, for folks here in Western New York. Of course, Bills and Bengals. All right, Pat, let's uh, while we wait for Paul here, let's get our first response from the fans brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Go to the tweet sheet here. You can send me your thoughts at each and after every game at Brian WGR. The Charging Buffalo, who likes to obviously post some nice things during the game, said, it was a great moment tonight, referring to the tweet I put out about Don Granado saying it was kind of symbolic that Oposo is the one that ends up getting the hat trick, a guy that's invested so much into this community, a guy that felt that it was so appropriate to score on a night that this game maybe meant even a little bit more to the team themselves playing for the community. And we've talked about it before, where sports is one of those things that can be a healing uh, experience for everybody. It allows people to just sometimes just to escape things for two and a half, three hours at a time. And you're right, for Oposo, somebody um, who who in, in the storm had to had to figure things out and make sure that you know his his family would be be okay during the storm. So uh, it is a fitting moment that Oposo gets gets the hat trick tonight and 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 finishes it off. And you know. This this team we talked about really is taking on the the personality of the community and something they welcome and we heard that again from Don Granado. We also heard that this morning from Kevin Adams as uh, we bring Paul Hamilton in to join us here. Uh, Paul, uh, I know Granado had said how great it was for Oposo to have the hat trick tonight. I know you know we're going to hear from Kevin Adams coming up later in post game. I know he talked about kind of how much maybe this game tonight would mean for him and what he had to go through with his family, but knowing just how much, you know, the community has gone through here over the last week. Yeah, they knew it. I mean, and, and they're proud to be a part of it. They, they really are. It's not just lip service, sir. They're just saying it. They, they like being in Buffalo. They like being part of the community. They love it when there's a full house in here and they're screaming. I mean, the atmosphere, you could feel it right away with all these fans in here, and most of them made it. You know, we were wondering, you know, if maybe some got, some people wouldn't be able to get down here. But they got down here. They were ready to party. They were singing. They were, uh, you know, part of the game. They didn't uh, give up. Even when three, their Detroit scored three consecutive goals to make it 5-3, to three, they didn't lose their belief in what they were seeing. And uh, were, were rewarded with a really nice game. And if you bought a ticket for this game, you might have, you know, just wanted a break from what you've gone through in the past week, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, the Sabres provided that, and, and they, they understand that. They know what that means to the community, and they know what they mean to the community, and they, they want to return the favor. Paul, let's start with the, uh, the guys that put the puck in the net. We just mentioned Oposo. He earned those two goals, but I also think that we should credit Gergensons and Joe's. I'm, I'm I'm going to toss the empty netter for a moment, for a side for a moment, but 
The two goals that make it 4 nothing and 5 nothing that kind of seal it for him. Gergensen's doing a lot of work to set that up, and then Joe, some really good work to set him up on his second one that made it 5 nothing. Yeah, the first one, it actually was started by Krebs. He got there first. He was first in on the forecheck. And then Gergensen's followed him, you know, to, to help him out. And as you hear Don Granado often talk about, to be in layers. And that forecheck was in layers, you know. And, and you know, first Krebs gets there. Now Gergensen's gets there. Now you got Oposo at the net. The next thing you know, it's in the net. And that's one thing that I think Kyle would be proud of is – three goals that he scored were all extremely hard-working goals by everybody on the line. And, uh, you know, nothing fluky about them. And they needed that empty netter. I mean, let's face it, Detroit was all over the Sabres. Buffalo couldn't, couldn't get the puck out of the zone. It was similar to the Colorado and the Vegas game, you know, where they basically hung Lukanen. Although this wasn't hanging Lukanen out. It really wasn't. This was... You haven't practiced in a week. You haven't played since the 19th. You were really flying for two periods and playing really well. And quite honestly, I just looked to me like they ran out of gas. Yeah. You know, and that's totally understandable after, you know, you had a 20-minute morning skate. That's all you had between Thursday, last Thursday and today and Thursday, other than skating on your own. But as far as team activities and – you know, you're a finely tuned athlete, and when you're not in the middle of, you know, the, the daily grind and the practices and the things that keep you sharp, uh, you know, it just even though Detroit played last night and had a hard game themselves, it just looked to me like the Sabres ran out of gas, and I, to me it was, it was totally understandable. 6-3 Sabres over the Red Wings. Paul Hamilton here on the post game. Paul, middle stats game. Obviously, a even strength goal, power play goal. Also had a nice defensive breakup in the first when the game was scoreless. Uh, he had, obviously, a uh, night that was worthy of the second star honors. Yeah, and he was skating well. And you might say, well, that was a lucky goal, the second one. Well, you know what? He was where he was supposed to be. He's got, you know, he's in front of the net. He's got, you know, players in front of the net. And, yeah, it goes in off one of the Red Wings. But still... It's because he is where he's supposed to be, where goals are scored. And, yeah, he got a fortunate bounce. But, you know, you've heard the saying, you make your own breaks. And then you you have some teams, well, we never get a break. Well, maybe it's because nobody's around the net. And if nobody's around the net, you're not going to get breaks, you know, and and those types of things. So um, we'll see if now this kind of gets him going a little bit and, he feels good about himself that, you know, a couple of goals went into the net. And you, you heard him at the end of the first period. He almost seemed embarrassed with that first goal. Yeah. But there's nothing to be embarrassed about. He had good position there, Paul, on the yeah. inside. Yeah. So, so you know, he, he – but, uh, you know, maybe this is something now. And I think it's very significant that the Sabres scored six goals in the top line at one point. It was the Skinner goal. That was it. No, you know, they didn't have any other points. And, you know, maybe they showed a little bit of rust because they're such skilled players. And if you're a skilled player and you you don't practice your skill for a week, maybe it would affect you like that. But it didn't matter. You know, you got six goals from the other people on the team. And that is very, very important. And, Paul, we're – 
Brian and I were talking after the second period was over about Tyson Jost and how he is nicely meshed with this team and special teams he's been relied on at times and has had to be in some big spots. Don Granado has trusted him. What have you seen from him since being acquired by this team early in the season and and kind of meshing, whether it's with one line or moving to another and and finding a spot now with Gergensen's in in Oposo? Well, he's a hard worker, and, you know, you always see him in on the forecheck. You see him hard on the puck. Uh, and I think he needed somebody to say, we believe in you. He was a healthy scratch in Minnesota. And, you know, I don't know if he felt like the, the, the Wild believed in him. He basically had spent his whole career in Colorado. Then he wound up in Minnesota, and it wasn't going well, and he wound up in the press box. And, you you know, he's responsible for that too. If you're not playing well, you got to blame yourself also if you're not playing well. But, you know, I think coming here, he felt wanted. He felt like, all right, these guys believe in me. This coaching staff believes in me. Kevin Adams took me off waivers, and we talked, and he believes in me. And I think it's made all the difference in the world in this player. And, you know, he still hasn't turned into the offensive threat that you would think a 10th overall pick would be. But I would have no no real complaints about his play at all. I've liked what I've seen from him. Paul, let's finish with what's next here. The Sabres could be going for six in a row. Uh, The task is as tall as it gets in the league. At Boston on Saturday, the Bruins we know just running away with the Eastern Conference. At home this year, they're 18-0-2. So uh, I think right there that just shows what, what the task is ahead. But Buffalo also is playing as good as anybody in the league right now too, but this Bruin team is going to be the test of all tests so far this year. Did I read somewhere that Allmark is 20-1? and one? Uh, Something like that? It, it could I, be I, right. I'll I, look while you're talking. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I mean, he certainly has had a great season and has played. Well, of course, playing in front of the Boston Bruins is different than playing in front of the Buffalo Sabres uh, two years ago. Um, you know, the, the Boston Bruins are a very, very good team, a very good defensive team, and that helps – any goaltender that's back there, but Allmark is doing very well and playing very well. And, you know, when, when people want to talk about Lukanen and he's this and he's that and he, you know, he's no good and whatever, it took, it took Allmark over, all, over six years of development to even be in the conversation of the Sabres' number one goaltender. Over six years. Now, I'm not saying that's what it's going to take Lukanen or that's what it's going to take for Levi or anybody else. But, you know, that, that's what it took for him to become a very good number one goaltender in this league. And, you know, Lukanen's 23 years old, and I just kept pointing out when people were crucifying him that he hadn't even played 20 games in the NHL. And now he's put together four really good games, and I think he just needed to get settled in and, uh, you know, find his game. Allmark, 21-1. and one and a 9.38 save percentage. <laughs> Pretty good. I, I, didn't give him credit, I didn't get him credit for that uh, loser points. So sorry. Yes. No, that's, a, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's, you know, the team that's in front of him who's playing very well, and that's also him that's making the big save at the big time when the Boston Bruins need it. Paul, thank you so much for your work tonight. I know uh, you enjoy fun atmospheres and good hockey and you got to see both tonight so I know yeah you it was it very I, I feel good for the fans that came 
if this was an escape for any fan, uh, you know, I feel good about that for them because it's just so unfortunate which what which with what has gone on in this area and the pain that some people have had to endure with deaths in their family and and everything that's gone on here and uh it, it's nice that if the sabers could have been put a little bit of joy in somebody's life uh, that's a good thing i agree well said thank you paul okay all right we'll talk with paul on saturday with the sabers and the bruins time now for the electric player of the game brought to you by town bmw for an electrifying performance check out town bmw's lineup of evs we're going to give it to the captain kyle oposo three goals first star tonight his fourth fifth and sixth of the season third career hat trick and pat it's his first as a buffalo saber yeah almost hard to believe but with the season he put together last year but uh definitely as, as we've talked about the hard-working goals and in was around the net enough and, and has helped create a lot of that offense tonight. Yep. Injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation, and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Two defensemen back tonight, Owen Power, Jacob Bryson. Power was evident on the ice tonight, Pat. Two assists, the plus two, 21 08 of ice time, two shots on goal. Nice to have him back. Yeah, he, ever since entering the league last year, coming in late in the season for a handful of games. He has been a player that has been as advertised, and you talk about you know how the the youth and the talent on this team, and why things uh, brighter days are still to come for this team. And you just add another number one overall pick uh, in power, and you can see why the defense has been solidified. And when you add all the pieces, you don't need six Owen Powers, you don't need six Matias Samuelsons or Rasmus Dahlins. You've got a nice mix, I think, if you're Kevin Adams, and power just adds to that that entire defensive core by the way Oposo star one middle stat star two and Skinner star three those make up the six goals tonight for the Sabres three two one right in that order uh standings now Pat the Sabres improved to 17 14 and two won five in a row seven two and one in their last 10 36 points as you mentioned though on the scoreboard Islanders won so they're still eight back of a playoff spot Rangers got the loser point so right now the Islanders and the Rangers are tied for that last wild card spot with 44. You've got Detroit, who you won in regulation against tonight with 37, and then Buffalo with 36. Yeah, you've just you've got to escape any prolonged losing skids coming up. If you've you've basically used your one up for the season and then some. So just you have to keep continuing to, to get points. And when you take on a team like the Rangers or the Islanders, you have to win in regulation. It's that simple bright spot in the standings not only are they moving up passing other teams but here's the biggest bright spot of all yes you're eight back points wise you have four games in hand on the rangers four games in hand on the islanders so there is opportunities you don't have to go eight for eight but six out of eight or seven out of eight or five out of eight like that would be the goal in those games there so um eight seems like a lot but it's because the sabers have had obviously a couple of postponements and now these teams in front of them have four or some of them even more games in it the capitals have five games who have 45 points one better have five games in hand on the sabers so i think it's even even though this the standings look decent i think they're even better than they are because of that fact i know we're looking at the wild card because that's what's first in in the order but yeah. if you actually look the sabers have fewer teams to get past to get to the third spot in the Atlantic. i'm not saying they're going to do it but you've got boston toronto tampa and that's a pretty good top three. But you just have to get past Detroit, and then if Tampa Bay slides back, now you're the team right behind them. You're, you're on their heels. So they're actually 
Uh, Points-wise, it's pretty similar, but you've got to jump a few more teams at this point to get to the wild card than you do actually to even get to the division. Yeah, I don't know if I buy into the Islanders. The Devils have had the craziest season. They start off poor, then they win, what, 14 of 15. Now they've only they've lost 8 of their last 10. The Devils at 46. Maybe that's the team that could come back. You're not even at the halfway point yet here. I mean, there's still so much hockey left to be played there. So, I mean, Islanders and Devils, to me, are I feel like those are two teams. Hey, I think the Sabres, by the end of the year, over the course of 50 games left here, I think they can catch one of them. Yeah, the Metro is such a weird division this year. You, Pittsburgh looks like they're, they're going to come out and, and be at the top of the division one week, and the next week they look like um, they're going to be out of the playoffs. So, And, and they could feel like you can say that for a lot of the teams. Washington, you know, they've been without Backstrom for much of the year, even though Alex Ovechkin has continued to score, but they've had their issues, a team that seems like it's aged and hasn't is kind of getting past a little bit, but they find themselves in the top three in the Metro. So it, it'll be interesting as we get or basically at the, almost at the halfway point, not even there yet, and, and these divisions are still so wide open. Yeah. I mean, the Bruins game, obviously, as we mentioned, going to be a real tough task. Can you pick up any points there? Who knows? But then you've got Ottawa, Washington. Ottawa's two, one point behind you, and Washington's one of those teams we mentioned in, the, in that group that you're trying to catch. So those are two really important games there they start January with. I know Boston's the, the best team in the conference, maybe in the league. They're so good at home, but they weren't really better than the Sabres. When they By play much, here. right. Yeah. So you just got to go and win a couple periods in Boston. Not, I'm not saying it's easy, but the Sabres pretty much went toe-to-toe with the Bruins in this building a little over a month ago. Yeah, I thought they were maybe, if you were going to make me pick one or the other, I didn't look at the score. They may, might have been the better team that night, but the Bruins capitalized on their chances. Last game for the Bruins before they play outdoors, right? That's right, Then they'll play at Fenway for the Winter Classic. On Monday, because with New Year's Day being Sunday yeah. and not going up against the NFL. That's right. How about the, the Goathead jersey stat here, Pat? We'll finish with this. 4-0 and in the black and red. Uh-huh. They've outscored their opponent 24-8, to and they've scored six goals in each of those games. Not bad. Look, you, you think the, uh, the 20-something fan that's listening right now is going to say, just keep, just keep them on all year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It, These it, are good, you know, for, for a variety of reasons... The nights that the Sabres have worn these jerseys in this building, the atmosphere has been great. And they obviously have performed well. Of course, they've scored six goals each night. Of course, it should be, too. Right, but there have been nights where they've scored five goals and lose 6-5 in in a shootout or overtime. So, yeah, it's it's been fun here. And um, the one thing I'll say about, you know, talk about the atmosphere, even if you're not winning, if you're showing the effort and you're you're in the game and you're competing, fans are still going to support you. It's when you don't get the effort, and it seems like it's the same old thing time time and time again, and you're always trying to figure out how to play 60 minutes, quote. That's when things turn sour, and I feel like this team, even if they're not winning, they're putting in the effort, and they're, the fans will show up and will reward the team you know, because the effort is there. I agree. All right, speaking of the six goals, our TJ Luckman, our network producer, put together a, uh, a quick highlight reel here of all six. So if you're in the building tonight, wanted to hear how they sounded, courtesy of our friend, courtesy of our friend Dan Dunleavy. Here you go, goals one through six. Across and the one timer in front scores. Middle stat parked in front of the net. Getter with a puck coming back to him scores. Middle stat tried to bump it in front. They score. Right out in front scores. That time. Oh, 
scores! Back to back from the captain. Can't handle the speed. Patrick for Kyle Pozo. Hats for the captain. And the Sabres take a 6-3 lead. All right, Dan Dunleavy there, all six goals. Three for Oposo, two for Middlestat, one for Skinner. Buffalo beating the Detroit Red Wings 6-3. to three. Brian Colsey with you here on the postgame from KeyBank Center. We're going to hear from Sabres general manager Kevin Adams now. He met with the media this morning, so this interview took place uh, around 10 a.m. So you'll hear some references about tonight's game, which obviously has already been played, so just letting you know about that. But Adams wanted to talk about um, we wanted you to hear some of the things Adam had to talk about in terms of just you know, his thoughts on what the community has gone through here over these last few days, uh, his thoughts personally on just you know, how he dealt with it with his family, the communication, how the players have dealt with it, what the Sabres schedule was like over the course of the last week, and obviously also some just uh, up-to-minute news kind of on uh, what Adams thinks of how his team is playing. So this interview from earlier this morning, our Paul Hamilton and the rest of the media in on that here as uh, we continue our post-game show with hearing from the Sabres general manager. Here's Kevin Adams. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.